you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Today's guest is Rebecca Corey and her Pitbull Angel. Rebecca's a stand-up of renown, and yes, she's been on The King of Queens, The Bernie Mac Show, Comedy Central's Premium Blend, and was a series regular on NBC's One Big Happy. But what Rebecca's passionate about is her Stand Up For Pits Foundation. It's a nonprofit she founded, which raises awareness and saves the lives of Pitbull-type dogs. We talked about that while beautiful angels snored in the background. You can hear her. She's great. Give us a listen, and I'll catch you on the other side. That thing. Uh-huh. But it does something. I guess it does something. You know? I uh, want to interview you almost. I want to ask Rose you interviewed about, me. She did? That's what it was. She interviewed me. That's what I felt. That's what I feel like doing. I want to say to you uh, about your... I want to talk to you about your uncle, and I also want to talk to you about your new lady that moved in and how you're adjusting to that i love it i was married for 14 years and and i'm not married anymore because you can't it's weird to have a girlfriend live with you and your wife i don't know <laughs> i don't know it is yeah. they get that's tricky or the, or not i don't know they you were get, married uh, for 14 years in chicago no I, I was married in august i'm sorry september 94 i moved out here in on january 95 Katie moved out here in July of 96, so she lived in Chicago and I lived here and I would go home because she had a job. She was a, a principal of an alternative high school in Chicago. And uh, She was not an improviser? No. You were Second City, right? I was Second City. Yeah. You I were was Second City. ETC, touring? ETC, touring, ETC, main stage, director, artistic director out here. So I did everything, but all the, I, did, I didn't do the other jobs that other people had. Oh. Those jobs like... Um, you'll be sitting over here and um, mm-hmm. I'll be right with you. Mm-hmm. You, know, those you are the did jobs. all those things at Second City? I did all those things at Second City. Do you go back to Second City and perform? You know, it's funny you should say that because I'm just, just right now, I'm, if you look, that was American Airlines on the web page. I'm going to Toronto to teach a workshop, a weekend workshop there. So I was here for, I was, I was the artistic director here for 10 years, I think, nine or 10, nine years. And then I left uh, that. And when I left that, I was like, what do I want to do? And now I do it. It's called just traveling around. Teaching. Teaching and performing. Teaching and performing improvisation. Teaching and performing improvisation. Um, I think I should probably tell you this then. Uh-oh. I'm um, really bad at improv. Then we, we can't Should we cut this, this short? Yeah, we'll cut, this. We cut, we'll cut this, short? this short. But Or or I'll have, <laughs> if you're really bad at improv, I can transcribe what Rose said, and you can just read what she said. <laughs> Or, you know, or here's another one. I could do Reed Diamond hasn't been. We haven't done Reed. We haven't published Reeds yet. So you could just read what Reed Diamond wrote. Let me let me explain something to you, okay? Mm-hmm. I um I'm here in in Hollywood, California, living this spectacular dream, right? Because of Rose Abdu. Really? Yeah. I was um I was 20 years old. I just moved to Chicago from mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. and I was you're from the, Seattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was in the park with my then husband. And How long were you married? Five years. Uh huh. About five years too long. That's that means that it was all too long. Yeah. I just yeah. did the math. It was you were quick. Yeah. <laughs> you were quick. Uh-huh. So we're in the park with this puppy and Rose Abdul and a girl and a what guy. What park? Where's the park? Uh, it was a. Uh, it was Lincoln Park by the zoo. Oh yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah in got Chicago, it, got it. and uh, and she, Rose Abdu, walked up to me with a guy named Jimmy Doyle. Yeah, and said to me, um, "Can we pet your puppy?" And they started talking, and I'd only lived. We started talking, and I'd only lived there. We'd only been there like two months. What made you move there? Uh, I worked for Delta Airlines. I was a janitor at Delta Airlines on airplanes. You had that job? Cabin oh service. Oh my God, shut up. Yeah. I got to talk to you about everything right now. I did. Because I travel, I travel about 80,000 miles a year. And one of the people that I really want to talk to is just fucking somebody that does that. Cabin service, it's called. Cabin service. Cabin service is called. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. It was Union? Like, yeah. I think I worked there for two years and I could fly anywhere for like, you know, what was it, 40 bucks or something. So you worked out of, you worked C-Tac. out of. Oh, you oh you worked out of SeaTac. Yeah. In Seattle. Yeah. Oh, oh, but you didn't have that job in Chicago. No, I moved and got God. reservations. Went to answering the phone. Oh, the you 1-800. did. Yeah, and then I got fired from that. For doing what? 
for uh, losing patience with people who called in. Isn't that fucked up? You, he, you know, to, I mean, uh, my my girlfriend worked for a place called Zocdoc. I don't know if I can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is they 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 help people find doctors. She was like, it was like. Oh, one eight hundred. She would she answer. The it was called Zocdoc. I don't know. I don't think she was one eight hundred. She was very good at oh, it. Oh, she was good. She was good at it. She was good at it. She loved it. As a matter of fact, she got an email yesterday saying, you know, she's been out of work, out of work there for a year or so, over a year, and she heard from somebody that works there saying, the patients still are asking about you, but oh. nobody would do that to you, Rebecca. No, Doreen Lo Piccolo worked uh, there with me, and she was like this. Pardon me, this what's her name? Doreen Lo Piccolo. Doreen Lo Piccolo was she a Chicago person? Uh, yeah, she lived in Chicago, and she said, hey, you know, her dad, you know, was this uh, pro boxer who was like, you know, this uh, gangsta Doreen Lo Piccolo, and she would talk nonstop, and I feel like everything. What was she, his name? Jory Lo? No, her name is Doreen Lo Piccolo, she but she would Doreen. talk about, she was Doreen, but she would talk about her dad like this, you know, this box and this and that, and finally, you know, and I, she would always sit next to me, and the bays were filled with thousands of people, but for whatever reason, I would always sit next to Doreen Lo Piccolo. Because her name. She drove me insane, and one day, I said to her, Oi. Doreen, yeah. just, I, I, I unplugged from the phone, I had the thing on, unplugged from the, 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 the phone jack, yeah, yeah, unplugged it, and I said, Doreen, for the record... Everybody in here knows everything that you're saying is a lie. And she picked up like a 200-pound chair and threw it at me. The I, fact that she could pick up a 200-pound chair <laughs> is unfucking believable It didn't hit me, but I was suspended. A 200-pound chair. Well, it was giant. T- I'm sorry. To I'm me, sorry. it was maybe 500 pounds. Uh, oh, okay, fine. The, I'll believe that it's 500 pounds, but there is no such thing as a 200-pound chair. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. She picked up a throne. You know those chairs She threw that are, a throne. Yeah. She picked up the throne. She I'm just saying, like a rolling, you know those rolling chairs? They're like steel mm-hmm. on the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's just say this. I, I never weighed it, but if I had to, it was anywhere between 40 and 200 pounds. I don't know why you never had the opportunity to weigh your chair. If you don't weigh your chair, why have a chair? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do people have chairs if I they're not going to weigh them? I don't know. But uh, that was short-lived, but... Being I just want to say this. What? Also, uh, we're going to go back to that or not? Being we a might janitor. Yeah. No, no, no. We're going to yeah, we're going back to being a janitor. But every day there's a, there's a sentence that someone says that has never been said before. Just a sentence. Yeah. And you said, I think the one today is, what? I didn't weigh the chair, uh-huh. but it must have been five hundred pounds. Um, I didn't weigh the chair. I don't think that sentence has ever been said before. I don't think so. I don't think so unless you worked at a chair company and you were shipping it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. At UPS. Someone is saying it yeah. right now. Yeah, someone is saying it right now. Yeah. Okay, then that's not it. I We're mean, in this setting, it's really weird. But in life, I think it's probably more common than you think. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. It's probably it more common be. than I think. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah. I yeah. always want to make things not. I want to make things. I want to make things rare. Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. people are really excited, like, oh, that was today's <laughs> sentence that has never right. been said before. Well, wait, I wanted to say about, like, you're, you're, I'm sitting here looking at you going, wow, this is like an improvisation guru. Like, I went through the training center. I had Don DiPolo was my teacher. Oh, Michael Gellman. He changed my life. He changed my, he's my mentor. Really? Yeah. Michael Gellman. Norm Holly, that guy, Don DiPolo, uh, and then this this girl named Anne Libra was, Anne Libra, yeah. was my level five teacher. How'd that go? Um, you know, whatever. Okay, good. We'll move on. Yeah. So, uh, but um, but but uh, I I'm one of those improvisers that in when I'm improvising, like when I'm improvising, mm-hmm. if you and I were in a scene, yes, and someone gave us a place and a thing and an action or whatever, that's how good I am. I would I would be in the scene with you. And when you did something awesome, I would break the scene and go, that was really good. I know. Okay. I'm well, so what's wrong with that? That was really good. Like, I, I'll be like, and, and if, really yeah, and if yeah. I don't say it, I keep it in. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, good choice. I yeah. But how about that? But you're multitasking because what you're doing is going, that was really good. And here's another thing. <laughs> where you, you didn't say if you do something and it really sucked. <laughs> and then going, that really sucked. That was, that was really sucked. <laughs> Why'd you do that? That's the scene I want. <laughs> but I mean, is it, is it? Is that, does that mean that I'm out of the moment? Because you have to be in the no, moment. No, no, it doesn't mean you're Actually, you're more in the moment when you go, that was good, because you notice the moment in that moment. The thing is, what do you do with that information once you say that was really good? Do you keep saying, that was really good as I'm talking? And in your head, you're going, that was really good. I like playing with people that are good. One day, I'm going to play with somebody. I wonder how good Robin Williams was. And while you're thinking about all those things, you're not paying attention to me. Right. But I do not believe you for one fucking second what? that you're not good at improvisation. I don't believe you. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because I've watched you interact with audiences. You have? Yeah. There's this thing called the internet. 
Oh, please. Have you really looked at stuff on the I, I looked at some. Well, oh. why wouldn't I? Who uploads that? What did you see? Um, I, I saw. Know. I bet it's not up to date. Oh, no, it's not up to date. One of them was you're doing jokes about uh, Dwight Eisenhower. And another one was, that was in the 50s, when you're doing stand-up in the 50s. I remember. Right? And the yeah. one thing where it's like, you're talking about Lincoln. Yes. That was your bit. All right. And I had a long cigarette. Yeah, oh, a long I cigarette. I have no idea. No, I've never. I've no, never. No. I'm just <laughs> okay. But um, I, don't know. I don't know how old they are. I know that it seemed, okay, you were talking about, um, <laughs> uh, there was one where you were talking about um, your mom spanking you with a spoon. And you going away and doing this the, yeah. the Wonder Woman thing, wah, yeah, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. Oh yeah, and uh, the That's dating the thing and throwing up in your mouth and uh, um, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, those things. Yeah, um, but those were like probably bits that I wrote. But still, like you, you know, internet or um, uh, improv people that can, you know, do that like in in the moment. And then like the games. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. You, you know, the that's games, not what you yeah. do. But for me, the, yeah. your your comment about you know when you're just like that was really good. I feel like if you and I were in a scene, and you went yeah. that was really good. We'd make that part of the scene. Yeah, we would. But that would mean then that would keep me going. That's so good. Look at it. So thing. what? Right. So what? Because everybody has their own idea of what an improv scene is. For me, I feel like getting the who, the what, and the where. I'm gonna tell you, Rebecca. This is what I do. I don't fucking get a who, what, and a where. I don't get a suggestion. I don't get a who, what, and a where. You and I, we sit down in an improv scene and we fucking go. And that's it. Fuck your who, your what, and your where. I don't do it. We should I'm... do an improv scene one day. All right. We should do one. We should. I've never done a real, like, it's always been games, and I got hired to do a show one time on CBS that was an all improv show. And what's that, I said, what's that called? It was with Craig. That What's that one? Uh, I'm really good with names. In Me Hollywood. too. I'm really good um, with names. The guy, too. Craig, he had the late night talk show. He's Craig like Ferguson. Scottish. Yes. Yeah. He was the host of it. Oh, okay. And uh, it was How me. long ago was this? This was like six years ago or something. Oh, I and remember that. Regan Burns was was on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, there was like this really good improvisers, and then they hired me. Uh-huh. And I sat in the room to everybody. I am not the one for this. Uh-huh. And this how, is not. Uh-huh. And they were like, you're hired. Right. <laughs> so yeah. what do you do with that? Okay, so for me, I'm 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 hearing that, and you're in the room going, "What do I do?" This is my feeling when I hear somebody say something like that. You're in that situation. You did it. Um, you're being honest, and you're being your genuine self in that moment, and yeah. you're not panicking. Did you panic? No, I was just like, "This is not. I don't. I, I'm not good at these games and stuff. Like, if you tell me, I can do certain things, but not. Don't put me in the box. I get say, it." So I got the job. Right. I kept saying, I, I don't I don't think this is a great idea. I got it. I went, I showed up. They would explain what we're doing, the game mm-hmm. that was gonna be on television. Uh-huh. And I would say to them several times over, I don't understand the game. <laughs> and and then Regan and all the other cast members would go, Hey, you know, it's simple, you just gotta like do this, 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 and this. And I was like, and they were generally, they were kind to you? Oh, yeah. They were, yeah. like, really just, they were, I think, concerned uh-huh. and kind. And uh, and they would explain it to me. And then I would go, they would say action. And I'd be like, I I can't remember. You know, that was my turn to go. I don't. <laughs> okay, so here's I got thing. fired. Okay. Yeah. You got fired. I did. Oh, I was let go. Did you, did you do more than one episode? Um, I, I think I did. No, I think I did the the pilot. Like oh, I you was did the pilot. Yeah, I did. And it the, never made it. The pilot never made it. Did the pilot ever make it? I think the pilot did make it without me. <laughs> I'm saying, did the pot? Did they make the show? Y- yes. They made the show. Yes, I believe they did, and it was uh-huh. only on for a very short period. Those gamey things. I, I was on. A, I was a. Uh, I was on a show called Quickwits, which Jay was on. Yes. I remember Quickwits in Chicago, filmed yeah. at the NBC Tower by yeah. Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones. Yeah, yeah on the, we did. We were on the Jerry Jones and Jenny Springer set. Yeah, I did warm up on Jenny Jones. Oh, how horrible! Two years. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and Jerry Springer asked me on a date in the elevator once. Hey, why not? I said no. I said no. No, good for you. I felt good about it. You could be a Miss, Mrs. Springer, Rebecca Springer. Mm-mm, I said Rebecca absolutely Springer. not. And I will tell you this: that one time, a uh, a uh, I, I want I want to hear your quick wit story. And you I don't really have Jay, a quick story. And I story. love Jay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You were really close with Jay too. I right? wasn't really close with Jay. Who I was even? like we did. I was going through all my Quickwits uh, tapes because I digitized all my tapes. Oh, you should do I that. I need to do that. You should do Where'd that. Where'd you do that? Um, how did I do that? We are where and where? how? Where I yeah. did it myself. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I did it myself. I got and if you want, I got the you fucking device. You have VHS device. tapes and you digitize them. Yeah, all that I did was I plugged it into the thing. It's really fucking easy. It's easy. You take a VCR, you get a VCR, people have VCR. I have one. You have a VCR, great. No, so I think I threw it in the garbage. Okay, oh. right? Here's the thing. Someone's got a fucking VCR. Yeah. You get a VCR, you get a cable, I have the cable, you I'll lend, to, lend you the cable, you download the, the driver, the software, and then you just fucking put it in. You've done that shit before, haven't no, you? No, that's amazing. That's and amazing. You know what? I got rid of 55, 60 tapes. And most, a lot of them were quick with stuff, but there was one that we released that I released today. I had to get permission. It was the real live Brady Bunch that we did in Chicago, yeah. which was Jill Soloway and Faye Soloway and at the Annoyance Theater. Yes. And we did it. And I played Davy Jones and I had no idea I had the the, the copy of it. And I looked at it. I was Jane Lynch in it? Jane Lynch was in it. Jane Lynch was. Did I just see this online today? Yeah, I just did it. That was one of the tapes that I digitized. Like, how did I get a copy of this? It was a show that we did, Real Life Brady Bunch, where we were I, off re- I totally. Re- it used to sell out, sell out. Oh, fucking sold out. Insane. But you gotta look at some so wait, of the shit. So, you were Annoyance and Second City? I was one of the founders of the Annoyance Theater. Wait a minute. What is. How am I here? And it, what? How do I. What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? Really? What do you mean? I studied there too. Yeah. Well, the thing was, when, when the That's annoyance crazy. started, Mick and I and a bunch of other people decided to put this theater together. Mick. And I, I remember looking for uh, looking for venues. We wanted to get a venue, get away from Cross Currents and, and Sharna, just because we wanted our own space. And we went looking, and that's when I got hired for the touring company. And I said, I can't do both. And he's like, I'll take it. And so that's where the annoyance started. That's crazy. It's crazy. And you were in the original Brady, Brady Bunch. I was in the original Brady Bunch. I did it in Chicago, New York, and L.A. We did it at what the Geffen Theater is now. That is unbelievable. But that's what I found. That's what I found. I found that. I found a bunch of different things. Were tapes. you blown away? Were you like, oh, no way? I didn't know how I got it. I don't know why I had it. Uh, maybe other people have a copy of it. I've got the copy that was me being Davy Jones on that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and today somebody did a story. Uh, the Chicago Sun-Times did a story about it. It's, it's weird. Because you released the thing? Because I released the thing. I released the what? thing and they did a fucking story. I got to tell you. I mean, I don't know how you feel about... about Public, social media, but I fucking will. I will put anything up if I get permission to do it. I will put anything up. I, you got to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, what I mean, it's so I. I'm I'm okay with it. I use it a lot for my foundation. Right. And what name of the foundation? The Stand Up for Pits Foundation. Mm-hmm. It's inspired by that thing, that hippo that's in your living room. Look at, hi, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Look how happy to the. Hi, why are you so funny? Uh, um, she's okay. really, yeah. So, so anyway. anyways, yeah, I have that foundation and she's really cute. I love that. her so much. I, do, I love her so much. God, I love her, I love her, so, her so much. Look at that. God, no, I can't it. take it. If I could sew her to my face. I get it. I get I, it. I would I, well, you it. said something that when we were, because I uh, just, I saw you at. The um, Mac store at the Mac, at the Apple store oh, on Apple. The, yeah Mac is, 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 is but Mac isn't Mac is is it an Ma- Apple store or yeah or? but Ma- isn't Mac um, Mac oh, is makeup. Ma- Mac is makeup yeah. and I don't do, I go I go to Sephora for all <laughs> okay um, but I saw the Mac <laughs> store and you said something that I really totally agree with and a lot of people are gonna have a hard time with what what you said this you said Tell sometimes me. I want to kill my dog and love her so much <laughs> Did, that's what you said <laughs> well it's like this feeling it's like oh, yeah it's like Look, you just like I just want to pick her up. I want to I want to snap her spine on my knee. I want to throw her off of a balcony. I want to then throw myself off the same balcony onto nails because I love her so much. I totally understand what you're saying. I love you so much. I want to kill you. That's yeah. what it is. I love you so fucking so much. I want to kill you. I want to fuck. I know, right? Like yeah. yeah like kind of. You got a grip. And who can look at a kitten and not go? I fucking want to kill it. I want to kill that kitten. When you see your cat, when you're holding it, sometimes do you want to no, crash its this, skull? Not this one. Not that not one. Not this yet. one. Not this cat. Not yet. No. 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 It's a shame. But Billy does not care for me all that much. Billy does not care for me. And I and I've been working hard. And Laura's been saying I really see you working hard to try to make Billy. You know, because for me, I say it's our cat. It's our Who's, cat. Who was it? Hers. It was Laura's cat. She and brought she, it in. She brought it. Well, she she brought it with her when she moved. But but here's the thing about, and you know this about dogs. The same thing with cats. Where you go, you were. I found she found Billy at a time where she really needed yeah. that unconditional love. Yeah, it's, good. it's so important. It's good. 
And now he's he is indifferent about she, you. She, Billy Holiday. Uh, oh, she's not just indifferent. Like the other day, we're uh, Laura and I. You know, we're, we're in the bedroom and just kind of talking in the bedroom. And Billy was there, and I reached out and I pet her, and she went. <laughs> oh. And, 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 it, and it killed Laura. <laughs> Laura was like, "Oh my God, that breaks my heart that she's treating you that way." It's like, yeah, well, you know. Did what? she swipe? Yeah, yeah oh. right. she hissed and she okay. went sk. Okay. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's not. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. You know, you have your love for that, <laughs> and that's fine. And I, and for me, um, somebody moves in with you, and you love every. You know, you gotta love everything. About yeah. It. Yeah. 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 For sure. I, I think that that cat would Billy Holiday would probably hurt her. No, Billy. Billy She's slow moving because. Chips, who lives next door, and Billy, I'll show you the, a video. Yeah. Like Chips, Billy will look at Chips come in, and she'll go, oh, I just have no room for you in my life. <laughs> and then when Chips goes away, she's like, where's that thing? Oh. That thing? So she, Billy's sweet at, at heart. Yeah, she's kind of like B. Arthur. Yeah. A little bit like that tough exterior, or like... B. Arthur. Kind of like that. She's like that. You know, you look, you think about B. Arthur, I think about B. Arthur, and I, I look at her and feel like, that's one strong motherfucker. Mm-hmm. She's still alive, right? Nope. No, she passed away. Yeah. Ah. But she was strong? <laughs> well, she was. I mean, I heard Jeffrey Ross, Jeff Ross's line about her. What? It was pretty good. Something like, I wouldn't fuck you with B. Arthur's dick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's a really good line. It is it's really a good really, line. really, really okay. good line. Okay, wait. So wait, what were we saying about Chicago? Uh, you were, you, it goes all the way back, and and I'm, I'm, it goes all the way back to how you met Rose, and you met Rose and Jimmy Doyle. And I started doing, yeah, and she said to go do Second City, and then uh, come and see us at the show. We're at a show at a place called Second City. Take the bus, and we'll put your name on the ETC call list. You guys come and see. Do you know what improv is? And I was like, no. Have you ever seen or heard of Second City? No. She's like, well, I think you guys would like it. And, you know, my husband was from England, and he's like, all right. And, you know, yeah. So we go, and... Uh, I would love for everybody in England just to walk around and go, oh, so that was so so On the tube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, we saw it, and she was absolutely hilarious. Like, she did this subway thing where she's standing on the subway and holding, just did this character that was unbelievable. And I thought, you know what? Next time there's auditions, I'm just going to try. Try what? An audition for uh-huh. Second City. Uh-huh. And that was back in the day. That was 24 years ago where... You know, people came in from everywhere to audition to oh, try to get. Oh, they still do. Oh, yeah. They still do. Oh, yeah. Of course they do. There, I, I think that their wow. school has over, I want to say over five thousand students all over the place. Like, like that school at the Second City, they're a multi-million-dollar corporation. What? Yep. Were they back then? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they were back then. I don't think that they were back then. 24 years ago, I don't think they were. I think they were on their way. Yeah. I think they were on their way yeah. to doing that back then. But they didn't, they, back then they only had level one through five. Right. They didn't have... No. And nowadays, don't. but I, you know what, I, I, look at, I look at what's going on with Second City and I, I feel like um, I've never had, I've never had a challenging relationship with them. You know, for me, when I left there, it was like, it was time for me to go. Yeah. Uh, because I'd already worked with them for 20 years and it felt like it's time for me to go. But um, I love what they're doing. I love the people that come out of it. You know, I, I love the camaraderie. I love the friendship. I mm-hmm. love the union. And you don't see anything like that. You know, in stand-up, it's not like that at all, is it? No. No, it's not. Stand-up is very much... I mean, we have... There is camaraderie because we know what it's like to work on the road and we know all the things that go along with working with bookers and dealing with second shows and drunk people and we all we have we experience that so there is that but it's very much a um independent thing you know we're all we're all vying for you know everyone want, wants to work everyone needs to work is it clawing like are you all clawing at each other or backbiting oh, oh no i don't I, I don't think so not for me my experience has never been that way there's literally maybe one comedian that I don't care for mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. The rest, I'm like, and it's only because she's a horrible human being and mm-hmm. that says horrible things mm-hmm. and is mean. But the rest are all great. What I mean, the fuck I've, is wrong with people like that? And you know what? You don't want to be around people like that. No, she's a whore, and she, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's a whore, and she, uh, she said some horrible things about pit bulls on air, like on a really irresponsible, like just it's like, you know what? So Just interesting. Calm down. You're not shocking. You're not. Yeah. It's like every pit bull that I know. Yeah. That I'm because I don't know many. Right. Um, are and you know I think we talked about it. It's like it's just one muscle surrounding. <laughs> that. It's just one muscle Lay surrounding down. love. I know it is. That's it. 
It is. That's Aren't it. they big chunks of... I mean, she literally looks like an ottoman with legs. Absolutely. And she's, can, yeah. she's yeah, she's not getting enough I'll attention at the moment, so she's she's acting like this. Like, Angel, what's what's yeah. wrong? Yeah, what's happening? What's what's going on? Uh, but yeah. but it also goes back to if you look if you look at a pit bull and you say it's and it's so important. It's so interesting to be living in this time right now, which has that. If you're looking at a pit bull and going, oh, they're dangerous. I bet you're looking at people and. And 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 saying, oh, that that type of person is that race is dangerous. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Because how can you look and make a blanket statement about any living thing if you clump everything? Oh, this one type of dog is this way. This one type of person is this way. This one type of religion is this. It's like, no, that's not. That's terrible thinking. It's dangerous. It's, right. I believe they call it discrimination. I believe that they. Do. I think that it's called that. Now, you said uh, in yeah. one of the, the things that I saw on the YouTube, um, you said that your your mother was a, a, a is she still alive? Yes. And yes. she's a, she, she she's, sure a, she's a born again? She sure is. And are there instances where, what city does she live? My entire family lives up in, in Washington what, State. What part? Uh, it's called Kent. And where's that? Is that east side? Is that east Washington? It's very, it's, no, it's, it's, it's 45 minutes south of Seattle. And it's, Got it. it's, it's, I would, I wouldn't say it's the ghetto, but I would say it's close. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that sort of thinking. Yeah. Um, she lives in a trailer park. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thinking. I mean, that, that mindset, uh, the mindset of grouping people together yeah. in order to say the, they're other, they're the other. Mm-hmm. And in order to go, oh, the other, I'm scared of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are with a group of people that look at a group of people, you feel like, oh, okay, we're all in together. We're all scared of that particular group of people. And it is dangerous and it is racist. And I also believe that religion is part of the problem. Um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would bet my entire vagina on that mm-hmm. one. Right. That it is a huge part of the problem. And, uh, I mean, you know, historically, any, anybody who has that form of thinking where what form? Yeah. discrimination or racism or, you know, discrimination against a breed, a religion, a type of, a type of any, any living being, historically, that's far more dangerous than any dog could ever be. Like it is that, that, that thinking is, is cost thousands and thousands and millions of lives that thinking right and uh, euthanizing animals that don't necessarily need to be euthanized for no reason because of the type that they are right yeah they're right. considered pit bull type dogs okay? there is a little there's a little dog that's a friend of mine's dog yeah. and it's a little it's like a sausage of a dog uh-huh. that fucker's bit me three times Oof. What and kind, I feel like it's a mutt. A mutt. It's just a mutt. Just bit you. It's a mutt. And 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 the moment that I know that I'm going over this person's house and they have that dog, I'm thinking, can't be around that dog. Can't be around that dog. But you know, I look at your dog, and I, when Katie and I, when I was married, and Katie and I lived in Silver Lake, uh, there was a guy across the street. Cam had a pit bull, and Lucy, and Lucy was a motherfucking lover. <laughs> and the moment that you know somebody, just a hippopotamus. Just you. The moment that you know some know a dog that that's kind of dog yeah and it goes back also to this i was raised with um my family friend nate nate lofton and sue lofton nate and sue lofton nate was an african-american and sue lofton was an asian-american nate was part of the peace corps he was in world war ii mm-hmm. sue was at Manzanar. she was interned and they were like my aunt and uncle mm-hmm. and when you look at when you're raised with that mm-hmm. you go they're just people yeah what are you talking about yeah isn't it shocking to think? I don't. I don't know why it's shocking. I get, it just is to me in 2016, 2016, that this kind of this kind of thinking and this kind of behavior is so. It is beyond. I think real. it's gotten worse than it I has think, been before. Do I you really think it has it, because of yeah. social media? I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to blame social media about it because if there's anything that social media does, I think. Part of it is social media, certainly. There is the balkanization where it's like, we're this and we're that, and you got Breitbart, and we've got... And the voices are louder. And the voices are louder because you can. And I gotta tell you, I've gotten rid of all those people on my social media, all those other kind of people, Mm -hmm. because they fucking can't take it. Yeah. I can't take it. I can't take it. Life's too short. I I know, I can't take it. Right. And I've, I've had people actually email me through the foundation, directing the letter directly at me, saying, I hope... That your dog kills you in your sleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hate. And do they sign their name? Yes. 
And my response is always, it is because of people like you that I will fight harder. Thank you for the inspiration today. Isn't that interesting? To to go, you, you, I'm not letting you get, get, I'm not letting you get to me in any other way other than I am, my resolve is stronger. Uh-huh. And, and here's another thing. God bless. Uh-huh. You go. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes I'll say, and go fuck your face. Mm-hmm. I'll sign it that way. Go fuck your face. Right. Um, but sometimes I like to just say, and you know, and thank you for that inspiration. And I will do a post about this right now. Right. Wonderful. And that post that you're going to do, we're going to read it. And I'm going to go, okay, great, great, great. Yeah. I'll screenshot it. Thank you for this. Screenshot it. Black out the name. Put it on social media and go, hey, look, and watch what happens. You've just raised that much more awareness with your ignorance. Right. Thank you. Eh, go fuck your face. You, <laughs> you just raise that much more awareness because of your ignorance. Mm-hmm. You just raise, isn't it funny that someone's ignorance can cause you to be more informed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they can. And when people, you know, like, you know, misuse their platforms of social media platforms or their jobs, like Dr. What do you misuse? Like Dr. Laura, when she went, she used her, her, her radio show to say that all pit bulls were like, you know, they're violent. They should all be killed. Well, she thought that she was doing herself like a real good solid, letting her folks know. Well, it, it backfired because when you say that kind of, when you spew hate and ignorance like that, that can be used to raise an enormous amount of awareness of the level of ignorance that's, that's existing. Right. And then people will do more to stop it. Uh, uh, do more to stop it. Do more to counter it. Yeah. Yeah. To counter it or to, to use it to go, here's an example of, of what I'm dealing with. To use it as, as an example for people who are teetering, who are like, but don't they say on the news that the pit bull killed a kid? Didn't they say that? And then you're like, yeah. And then what they're not saying is, where what happened to that dog prior to the incident? Where was the parents? How come there's no no human responsibility? Where What, what was going on? Was the dog being abused, fed gunpowder, shot with steroids, was it being fought, starved, neglected? We don't know All any- those things have happened. Of course, but they don't... Fed gunpowder? Yeah. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. What does that do? It makes them go insane. Yeah. And trunking. This will get real dark. We're going to go down a dark hole. We're going to go straight down. And then we're going to come right back out of it. Well, we already did. Okay, trunking. (laughs) Two pit bulls. Two dogs. Doesn't even have to be pit bulls. Two dogs. They put them in the trunk of a car. Jesus. They drive around playing loud music for like 30 minutes. Whichever one is alive wins the game. It's called trunking. Someone once said, wait a minute, I got a game we could play. Mm -hmm. May that fucker have something in their eye that no doctor can find. Yeah. It's like, hey, Sid, I got something in mind. It's like, Tony, I don't see it. I don't see it. It's like, it's there. I know it's there. Can you imagine? What a torture that would be. For me, that's that's my that's my curse. May you get a pain in your arm that no, no doctor can discover what's wrong. Unbelievable. Right? You know what I'm talking your, about. I had something in my eye a couple days ago, and I was ready to assault someone in Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I could not see. Did you go to Whole Foods so you can assault them? Because those people are fuckers over there. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. No, oh my God. Like, I heard. I'm heading over because some fucker at Whole Foods is going to pay. I'm having a terrible day. I'm going to the salad bar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they are really unbearable. They are unbearable. What do you mean? The people at Whole Foods are I don't unbearable. Go there. A friend of mine was the uh, a friend of mine was the manager of Whole Foods in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they asked him uh, corporate okay. asked him to. Uh, uh, he said, oh, we got some rumblings that somebody wants to unionize. And my friend Bo's like, and they go, well, yeah, what do you want? He goes, find out who they are and, and dock them if you can. And Bo went, oh, I already said his name. Uh, he went, I'm not going to do that. And they went, okay. And then they found something that he did and then fired, fired him. him. Fired him. So I have since gone, I don't really want to work. I don't want to, I don't want to shop there. But if you want to shop there, fucking shop there. I get it. They yeah. have some cool stuff. They have some As really a good single stuff. woman. Mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to cook. I do not know how to cook. You don't know how to cook. I do I do not know how to cook. How do you feed yourself, for fuck's sake? I go to Whole Foods every single day. Every day? Every day. You have pans in your house to cook? 
I have two pans. You have two pans. I have two pans and one flat pan. I can cook salmon. I bake it. Great. I get it. I delicious. had it last night. It's delicious. It's delicious. You squeeze lemon on it, some olive oil, salt, and pepper, everyone Boom, wins. Boom, you're done. That's what I did. That's what I did. What'd you have with it, though? Uh, I had... Broccoli. Brussels sprouts. Did you cook those? Yes, I did. Oh, how? See? How? how? I yeah. steam them. Oh, I don't... You, you cut them in half. You, you have a steamer, which is... No, a, Well, I I'm just not. saying. You get a steamer. Mm -hmm. You put it in... A, you put water in the pan. Yeah. You put the steamer inside there. You have the half of the Brussels sprouts, and then you put it over, and you cook them for 12 minutes, and you have fucking fresh-ass motherfucking Brussels sprouts. <laughs> okay, but then what when they're done... Yeah. You take them out, you put them in a you put them in a bowl, and then I put what? sriracha on it. What's and that? Sriracha is hot, spicy, fucking really good Ooh. condiment. And then I put liquid aminos on top of it, which is like a really healthy soy sauce. It's crazy. That's the school across the street. There's not a train coming in. But <laughs> but I can, but that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now here's that's, another thing. That, that's With a steamer, very low you, carb, very high it's protein. Fucking, there's nothing there other than yum. Yum. Did you have any wine with it? Yes, it did. Okay. I do Weight Watchers, so I really, I measure fucking everything out. I fucking measure everything out. Yeah, I'm going to have to get right back on the, I got to, I got Did you Weight Watcher it? Did you no, ever do I that? Never, never have. Fucking great thing. Is it the best? It's really good. If you like that kind of thing, but I, I love numbers. I love, I love looking at numbers and weighing shit out, but you don't have to weigh anything out. You go, oh, how much is a hamburger? But you can only have one glass of wine? No, you can have whatever, because it's, every day you get X amount of points. Mm -hmm. X amount of points that you could splurge on whatever the fuck you want to get. And then you get a slush fund during the week. So say a woman, I think Laura gets 30 points. So I get 35 points or some such thing every day. 35 points But do you have to write down every single thing that you, you eat? Well, you just have to, you have to gauge it. Okay. And when you gauge it, you know, I, I lost... I lost two pounds in one week. The week after that, I lost three pounds um, because I'm I'm watching the portions. Yeah, you but are. But that's the thing about improvisation. I'm going to go back to improvisation. Yeah. To fucking be mindful of what the fuck you're doing when you're fucking doing it. It's being in the moment. It's shutting off the judging side of the brain and being only literally in that moment side of the brain. Right? Absolutely. Which, is it All the right or left? I don't know. No. That's another thing. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it so doesn't matter. Like, am I going to go, well, which part can I get rid of? No, I need them both. So what does it matter? Right side, left side. But there's Viola Spolin. There is. And she, I read a book about her. Yes. When I was there. Yes. And she was saying it was created to teach people in prison. Not to create, created to teach people who are immigrants, you know, to feel more part of a society. Really? And probably people in prisons too. Yeah. That was when I got my start. I did prisons, uh, improv in prisons. That was my first foray into improvisation. I was in prisons. I worked in prisons across the United States, so I did that. Don't I think I know that? Didn't I email you one time you about that? You might have. Isn't that weird? Like the idea of how long somebody knows somebody and you go, well, was that you? I don't know. I think I remember you in Chicago. I was, that was 24 years ago, but I, I think I remember. Yeah, go ahead. When did you leave? Twenty. I left 95, uh, 95, January 15th. What's today? What's today? I left in 98. January. Uh, Tomorrow's my anniversary. Whoa. Tomorrow's my 21st anniversary. You came here then? Yeah. Did you yeah. used to smoke? Yeah, boy. I remember that. Isn't what that What do you remember weird? about that? I just remember you were always smoking. I was always fucking smoking. You smoked a lot, right? I smoked a pack and a half a day for 29 years. And how did you quit? Screen Actors Guild had this thing called the Smoking Cessation Program. Yeah. And it was, I think, a beta program. And uh, I went and yeah. I was essentially meeting a therapist for a half an hour a week. And she talked to you and then you set your quit date. And I remember my quit date was September 1st. And, uh, boy, I get really emotional about it because this, this woman saved my life. She really, really saved my fucking life. Um, and I stopped. And I got, uh, she, she, we talked about it. And the day of my quit, she gave me a, a rubber ball and she gave me some mints. And then she gave me a nicotine inhaler and nicotine lozenges and Wellbutrin. Uh, but I couldn't do the patch because I'm allergic to it. But I stopped. Did you smoke? Yeah, for like... Why do you remember me smoking? I, that's I just always thing. remember you having a cigarette. Always. Mm -hmm. Which is so... like, And, and the other guy, uh, another person that I remember like that was Norm Hawley. He yeah. always had a cigarette too. But I always remember. Isn't that weird that that just came to me? It was like, did you used to smoke? Because you... I do remember you always having a cigarette. I, and it's so interesting that you say that because I was thinking one of the reasons I quit was if I had died... If I had died, you know, an untimely death, somebody at my 
uh, funeral would say, oh, I remember David standing in front of this theater with the ubiquitous cigarette. I remember that phrase in my head going, I do not want anybody remember me having a ubiquitous cigarette, which is just, he was always, he always had that. That was him. You never saw him removed from that cigarette. And now I could smell people who smoke. I was over at Pavilions and there was a guy there who worked in the checkout line or something. He was like, dude. I know. Isn't it crazy? But do you know what kind of person I am? I did smoke like for, I smoked like a pack a day for probably, I don't know, seven years eight years, 10 years, maybe on and off, whatever, not on and off, but little bits. And then a lot more depends. Um, but I am a person who can smoke for like a week and then just never do it again. And that, or I can have, like, I could have one right now Mm -hmm. and not do it again for a month or three. Don't even want it. But drinking fucking, I want liquor all the time. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, lately, I've been a wino because it's it's uh, you you can't chug it. Yeah. And so I'll I'll have that, but for a while I'm not that I chug, but uh, mine was mine was vodka. I fucking love the vodka. Oh, you do mixed yeah. with what? Ice. Oh, ice. That's serious business. Oh, I fucking right. Like <laughs> every day I would go. That's... Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh ice. Ice. Baby. Your mixer is ice. Right. And here's another thing. What you kind put a of lemon, vodka? You, uh, Stoli, Tito's. You put, if you put a fucking lime or lemon in yeah. my vodka on the rocks, yeah. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And I'll tell you why. I didn't ask for it. No. Do you get a cup of coffee and then suddenly there's cream in it? No. No. <laughs> Wait a second. Do you know why? Can I just, in fairness, can I say why that they someone would probably want to do that or lean more toward doing that? Because vodka tastes like lighter fluid. Lighter fluid tastes like lighter fluid. <laughs> vodka you, tastes like vodka. Do you love the taste of it? I fucking love it. I love it. I love it so much. That's amazing. I, love I it. can't. It's my. It is like I never, ever, ever drink. Did it. you get sick on it? No, I've gotten sick on tequila. I've got. Can I, you drink tequila now? Not really. I just, I'm wine. I'm a wine and oh, beer. Yeah. Wine and beer. Wine and There's beer. There's a wine that I got that was on sale that was. Please like tell me it. Please. $19. I'll, I'll show Wait, it is it red or white? It's red. Tell me it emergently. Well, emergently. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it was $29. No, it was 19 Let me see it. This is it. It's called the Head. Oh, uh, Radiant Red, the Head Snapple or something. Where did you get it at? Pavilions. It's on sale. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that looks it's really awesome. good. It's I have really an unbelievable. Do you like Pinots? Uh, yeah, I was in uh, New Zealand and I Pinoted it up there. Okay, well, I'm going to have to give you a list of some wines. Uh-huh. Do you belong to wine.com? Happy birthday. What? Happy birthday. Stop it. Happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It's going to be your birthday. Oh, thank you. Really? Yeah. Do we get to take a picture with it? No. I'll dr- it is screw top. It's, it's screw my top. Favorite. Good, good. I can't stand getting- You are going to like that wine. No, you're wait. Fucking like it. Yours was here. Yours was right below label. Yeah. yeah. But Can I also have a. Sk- 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 you know what that is? No. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what all right. Why do you know all these amazing things? Because I, I, because I do. Do you know what? You should have your own. Um, you have this? This is it. Okay, so there's this gray rubber cork that goes on top of the bottle. Yeah. So you don't want to finish the bottle. So you have a, this gray cork. It's rubber. You put it on. You, you, you. I'm not going to put it on the table because I don't make noise. But you put the rubber stopper on, and then you have this device. And you put this on top of it, and you go, and it sucks the air out until it makes a clicking noise. And the moment it does, that means all the air is out. So I can. this can live for another three, four days, and you don't have to drink the entire bottle. Oh, well, I need that because sometimes, let's be honest, you're, you're, you're three quarters maybe here and then you're like, you know what? I don't want to le- I don't want to waste it. Tell me about it. You and I drink the same way. We should never, ever do anything together that has anything <laughs> to do with ever. Ever. Has anything but I'm going to tell you, I had a vodka drink once Ugh. and I was in a fighting mood. Oh. I wanted to pull out the fist and start saying, say something to me. Say something to me. Yeah. Now for me, I, I It's know. calming for you. What, wine or vodka? Vodka's very calming, because it's like, you know, hey, it's clear, it's beautiful, it's fucking <laughs> beautiful. Is vodka sponsoring your podcast? No, no. What? They're not, no, they're not. Nobody's what? sponsoring your podcast. Um, That's it's unacceptable. Uh, in my freezer right now, yeah, tell me I've, got, I've got 
I've got a full bottle of vodka that somebody gave me that they made it an apple cinnamon vodka. I've, I haven't had it. I've had it in the freezer for well, a while. Well, that that'll make you throw up. I don't know. Maybe okay. it would. I don't know. I haven't okay. even tried it. Then there's another one that's just a mixing vodka that's like Smirnoff or something like okay. that. And then I've got the big, the big yeah. Stoli. I wish I would have known. I would have brought. You know well, what? It, you don't have to. We'll do. We'll do a part two of this. Yeah, a part We're, two. And, at we'll, a bar. and we'll open it, and not not to direct your podcast, but it'd be real fun to do an improv scene. Oh, I see. There is a podcast called uh, Jimmy Crane called the Improv Nerd, and he chats, and then they go and improvise, and then they come back and talk about the scene. Oh. The Improv Nerd, very very popular. It's very popular. Yeah. It would make me uncomfortable. What would? Just listening to it. Who listens to it? I didn't say listening to it. Oh, they watch it? What do you mean? It's a podcast? Well, it's like you and I are doing this in front of an audience. That's it. We're doing this in front of an audience, and then it's like, okay, let's improvise. And they oh, cut. there's an audience? Oh, yeah. And then they cut, and then they watch the improv, and they record the improv, and then they come back, and they talk about it. I think we should just do it without an audience and get suggestions from Angel. Uh, that's about the kind of suggestions that I get. Um, I want to, I'm going to go back to the, to, oh, wait, the to, to your foundation. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like I, I want to go back to your foundation. When did you determine that you're going to get a foundation? Like, what the fuck? How come you're an adult? There's a lot of questions there. The big um, question is, you're a foundation. I do. I run a. I run. I'm the president and founder of a foundation. And if you would have told me five years ago or se- actually seven years ago that I would be the president of a foundation. I would have said no, that's absolutely impossible, especially pit bulls or whatever. I wasn't, I didn't, that's never been, I mean, I've always been an animal lover. I've always been um, extremely, incredibly passionate about, you know, animals um, and and just everything about them. I grew up in a very weird my dad was like a, a crazy guy and was abusive to animals, and I had I did witness some of that. And it would always be it would it, I just had this natural pull to fight for the underdog. And in a lot of ways, I don't I don't necessarily know if it like I'm sure it's a whole other conversation, but I became more and more passionate about this type of dog because I could not believe that the amount of the amount of them that were dying needlessly and the amount of hate that was put on them and how they were being victimized and they're already the victim. And it it just inherently like enraged me and I couldn't believe that it was happening. So I just started learning and learning and learning and just kept learning. And she obviously inspired it all. She came into my life and I just knew that, I mean, ultimately... Was she called, was she Angel before you? Yeah. She came in as Angel. That was her name. It was so weird. And, uh, she inspired me to start this, and we marched on Washington D.C. and we I organized that myself. And how many we, people marched with that? Five thousand. And they, how many of them had dogs? None. I, I told said no one could bring dogs, and um and we marched. We made U.S. history. It was really it's like the, how'd you the, make U.S. history? And it had never been done before. What never been done before? A march on Washington to um, raise awareness about dog fighting and bring specific legislation, BSM. Do you think, uh, because is, isn't the FBI now tracking... Animal uh, abuse, yes. They announced it in 2014. They start in uh, 2016. I think this month they started gathering information about it and are tracking people. But yeah, I think that like, um, you know, she showed me my Angel. purpose. Angel showed me my purpose and I always thought my purpose was... Entertainment, but right. um, it's Isn't not it interesting how uh, entertainment, which was so important to us when we first started out, becomes part of us, and then there are other things that we want to do instead. Yeah, not instead. I'm sorry. There are other things that we want to do in addition. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that are that narrow, that I'm sorry, that that not narrow-minded, mm, that 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 so focused on on their career, mm-hmm. I find them to be. Angrier, shallower, and less inspiring, because mm-hmm. there's nothing else coming into their lives. That's right. They're they're literally relying on the acceptance of others, that strangers, for their happiness, and right. that is that is an endless, sad, ridiculous battle. And um, when did you learn that? When she came into my life, and I started like fighting for them, and I just was like, "Oh, I get it. This is my purpose. Entertain like." Stand-up is my, and writing and comedy, that's my passion, but my purpose in life is to educate, advocate, and save the lives of these kind of dogs. Mm-hmm. So there's, so the, a gift that you can give somebody would be the gift of what's your purpose, what's your passion? Mm-hmm. 
those are two really different things. And a lot of times people think that they're the same thing. They think their passion is their purpose. It's not. A purpose is a really different thing. It's just it's just something I think that's that drives you, that is you, that's in you, that inspires you, that keeps you going, and nothing else around you matters. And your passion is that too inspires you and drives you, but it's a, it's for a different it's different. It's just mm-hmm. a different life path. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I know that got so deep. So no, it did, but that's I you know I always look for that sort of thing uh, when that if somebody's sitting and talking to me when someone is sitting and talking to me talking with me. I, I want to tell you something. I wrote this piece in the Huffington Post, and I'll I'll send you the link to it. It's a it's about because um, I've I've been I've had death threats and you know all these things for my cause, and um, there's been some haters out there. A lot a lot of crazy people in the animal community too. And um, a lot of people that want to become famous and make money off the plight of the pit bull and a lot of all this stuff. And they've come after me and, you know, threatened me and, you know, judged me and accused me of like, oh, do you want to, um, are you doing this? Are you being an advocate and an, and an activist because you want to be famous? Because you want to, you want attention? You want, you know, and to me, that is, it says everything about them, first of all, for saying that and even thinking it because that's never even, I've donated my life to this. You don't get, you don't gain friends or become rich by, by standing up for pit bulls. <laughs> you do not, you don't, um, you, as a matter of fact, I've lost friends for my cause. I was working on a show and um, I remember it after taking What's the, that? What is it that? was a sitcom on NBC and we were after the show, everybody goes back to like the writing bungalows or whatever and has drinks and pizza or whatever. And we're sitting around talking and. And uh, it was like the third episode. And one of the writers, and he was like a head writer, he, I could feel that he was staring at me in this. And there's been, uh, there's countless and countless, uh, it'll be in a book one day that I write. But there's so many experiences I've had where I've just been, like, like fighting for these dogs has been incredibly difficult. And, um, and there's experiences that I've had that are like, this is insane. What the fuck is happening? And um, so I'm sitting there, and we've just taped an episode, and it was really fun, actually. I had fun, and I was talking to my castmates, and we're drinking, we're laughing, we're eating, and I could feel this writer just, like, staring at me. Uh-huh. And he's, like, staring at me really hard, like, just sipping on his beer. Just sipping on his beer, and he's just staring at me, sipping on his beer. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I mean, I know I look good, but is he, like, is he wanting to enter me? Like, does he, does he need some of this? I thought he was a married man, but he's obviously into this, this sweater set I'm wearing. So I'm just going to get more and more uncomfortable, hot face, sweat mustache. I'm like, what is this guy? What's his deal? And in front of everybody, he finds the courage in him to say, hey, Rebecca. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this is going to be so weird. And everyone's looking. Everybody, all the writers, the whole cast. Because he just comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And I go, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, um, you and your little pit bull thing that you do. And I go, mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be so <laughs> uncomfortable for everybody. And he goes, uh, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. And I hate them. And they should all be dead. And I said, <clears throat> Is that right? And I mean, it was quiet, Mm -hmm. silent. And he goes, yeah, that's right. He goes, my neighbors have two of them. They got the pit bull bumper stickers. My pit bulls this, my pit bulls that. They let their pit bulls run down the street. They let their pit bulls blah, blah, blah. And he starts going on a rampage. He is enraged. And he is directing it at me in front of all of my, all at my workplace in front of all of my coworkers. And I'm just sitting there. I was just having pizza. I was never, I wasn't even talking about, I didn't say a word. But he, I was in Variety. That Variety did an article about me and Angel and being on the show and, you know, talking about my advocacy and marching. And he read it in Variety. The day, that was the day it came out. And uh, I said, well, I'm, I'm really sorry that you, you feel that way. And it sounds to me like the people that own the pit bull type dogs, if they are pit bulls for real, I don't know, next to you, they sound really irresponsible and you know hopefully but you also don't know how they were running down the street no i they don't know anything running... i know i know, know. but it's, it's that thing where it's like 
for me, when you said they're running down the street, I'm going, that's fun. Right, but in his mind, he's in, you know, but I don't know what's happening. I don't right. know if the wife had a stroke and they got out of the yard. I don't know what's happening. Right. So I go, it just sounds like they're really, you know, because she could have, she could have slipped, just knocked her head, the gate the was open. Knows? I don't Who the know. Fuck knows? Right. So I go, um, you know, they sound really irresponsible. I hope that you're taking, you know, taking measures or whatever to ensure your safety and the safety of your family. I mean, no dog should be running loosey goosey. A kid get hit by a car, a car could swerve, jump a curb, fly in. Like, it, there's a million things. And he's like, no, they're pit bulls, and you pit bull people make me sick, okay? So at that point, he goes at me. I'm on a show. This is my workplace. He is attacking what I believe is who I, it's me. It's who I am. It's your passion. It's my purpose. Your, pardon me. My it's your purpose. purpose it's in your purpose. Life. That's what I meant to yes. say. Yes, and Yeah. But it is my purpose. Right. It is like it is not okay. He is a, he is going to the core of who I am. What I what I believe. He's a bully. People start getting up, leaving. Of course they did. They were horrified. I go over to him and I go, well, let's just talk. Let's just talk you and me, because clearly this isn't probably the place like to have a. A full, I, I don't feel like sitting here and educating you about pit bull type dogs and respo- human responsibility and error and blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, why don't you talk to me? I would love to hear, why don't you talk to me? So I, I, he was very combative, very angry. He said they are weapons. You are When you own a dog like that, you are owning a gun that is waiting to go oh, off. And blah. Okay, at the end of it, I could tell he was, it was going nowhere. It was super uncomfortable. That party was ruined. And I said to him, I said, you know, I will say this to you. I said, I've watched you drink this evening. And factually and statistically, the numbers speak for themselves. You getting in your car and driving home tonight, that behavior is far more dangerous and has killed more people than any dog could ever kill. You are the loaded gun this evening. And he <laughs> did not like that. I'm not drunk. I'm not. I was like, I don't. I'm not arguing. I'm just stating a fact. Right. You are drinking and driving. Right. You you Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Yeah. For me, Google it sounds so, like a good way to end any conversation. Google it. Google I win. It. Yeah. Hashtag I, yeah. I win. <laughs> Hashtag Google it. Hashtag I, I win. win. No, there's no yeah. Crazy. No, no, so it's that's just one of the million like. But it, I, like that that could be like he could say I live next door to a family of Muslims. That's right. And you and they're right. running down the street and you open the gate and they and and that thing and you go okay all right yeah. okay here's the thing do you know pitbull again i go back to know. you know if i didn't meet lucy i would look going oh i don't know about this dog because of what i've heard mm-hmm. and i felt the same way about when i saw a uh, doberman pincher for the mm-hmm. first time i'm like oh you know all the nazi propaganda yeah. has pardon me dobermans in it and it's like and then i met a doberman that was a fucking awesome yeah. doberman and For i individuals. had i had a rottweiler for 12 years mm-hmm. and you look at it going oh come on baby is there a, you know there's another there's another sweetheart of a dog those two are all those are also vilified i know well i, I when i first was i uh, boyd was uh, boyd was alive when i got this apartment and i said to the landlord oh by the way i have a dog and I'm like, oh, man, I, I could get booted for this. She's not going to want it. Yeah. And she said, what kind of a, uh, how, how big? It was how big? How big. Okay, and what'd you? And this is what I said. He's a mutt. <laughs> Which didn't answer the question. Yeah. And she went, okay. Brilliant. That's what you do. Don't answer the, answer a yeah. question that no one asked. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's a very, and you know what? Did she, did she ever end up meeting? Oh, yeah, she met Boyd. And she's like, oh, he's great. It's like, well, he's fucking great. Yeah. But the thing is that... If but if you, you would have said... It's the same, it's same thing with ignorance. If you don't know... If you don't know whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. be it vodka, be it be it vodka, be it a pit bull, be it a Muslim person, be it any fucking... Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, you're right. That they're bad. But the moment that you know it, you know, come on, man. Let's live in a fucking world where, where we're, we're about evolving. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And hopefully, you know, our work is I mean, I know our work is creating change and and inspiring people and, you know, educating people and tons and tons of people have been enlightened and, you know, are are better because of it, but 
there's still a long way to go. There's 30, there's three decades, 30 years of hatred put literally embedded into our, our society and social conscious that says that these dogs will kill you. Two days ago, a delivery guy dropped off food to my neighbor and I was walking her down the sidewalk and he goes, ooh, is that a pit bull? And I go, I don't know, hang on. And I was like, Angel, are you a pit bull or a land seal? I'm not sure. I see. Because <laughs> she see. looks like a gray seal. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Are you a seal with legs, a hippo, or a pit bull? I'm not sure. And he goes, um, I'll tell you something. She looks kind of old. And I go, yeah, she's she's a senior. What's up? I was like, this is going to be so Here amazing. We Here we go. It's daily. And I go, what's up? And he goes, do you know? <laughs> it's really hard to say this. But I'm going to try and be an actress right now. Great. Do you know that their brains never stop working? and never stop growing. And the older they get, the bigger their brain grows and it continues to keep working and growing and growing and growing. And it gets so big that it will ultimately crack her skull. It will crack her skull and she will turn rabid and and attack you and turn on you. And I was like, you are kidding me. (laughs) He was like, no. Their brains never stop growing, and that's why they turn on their owners all the time. Because their because their brains are too big for their skulls. They're, it breaks the bones of their skull because yeah, their brains. Sure, sure. And, and she. Yeah. And I said, "Do you think? <laughs> do you think she's going to do it this year, or do you think that she's going to do it next year?" Because. <laughs> There's also the the I, other side of that. It's like what? so what so what you're suggesting mm-hmm. is to stupid my dog so that I can reduce yeah. the mass of the brain uh-huh. so that there's room for it should it ever have a, a, a like a like a realization so that there's <laughs> there's brain growth room, you know? Like yeah. a, like a big realization. Yeah. A realization. Can you imagine? So in essence, what you this is what he said was, if she has an idea, <laughs> or if, it, when. when, or a realization, guess who's dying? This one. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. One. Because she figured out how to stand up in the car. I'm dying. <laughs> You're in trouble. Because she discovered if she goes in seven circles, yep. she can lay down faster than eight. Fuck you. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Leaving the bones only. Dead. That's it. No one knows what's happening. Dead. Dead. Throat gone. Larynx gone. Oh, that's only what they go eyeballs for. left. Exactly. Yes. And why are the eyeballs left? I don't know. For me, I was like, oh, let's fucking get those, right? Those are the first things I eat because they're right there. <laughs> that is so The hilarious. eyeballs, I think it for a cannibal, the eyeballs are the appetizer of the meal that is the food. Okay, the delicious. I would imagine, but also poppy. I imagine they pop. Like uh, what, what are those things that you, you that, that were popular not too long ago? The the little things that are like little blueberries in your food, bobos. Uh, uh goji goji berries. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh, yeah, that's but that's okay. Good. Crap. Yeah. yeah. We have a question for you. That's mm-hmm. very very important. If you were on an airplane in the Andes, and it was snowing and the plane went down, you the plane you you're on that airplane. It goes down in the Andes, froze. Would you or would you not eat the people? I was so hoping you were not going to end that sentence with that sentence with that. This is what I was hoping. Okay, if you're on an airplane and you're flying in the Andes mm-hmm. and the plane crashes, but people live, um, and you're and it's like and there's no food, would you look for other people's coats to put on you? Because we think. But here's that, the thing. That's a, that's a, that's the most awesome. That's a, that's a really good comedy construct where you go. Okay, I know where this is going. And then suddenly it's like. Would wow. you, would you look for extra lifesavers that someone had in? in- <laughs> exactly. First thing that I would do is go is think. Do they have a cell phone? And how easy would it be to get their code? Um, would I eat the other people? Of course I would. You would. Of course I you would. You would. Of course I would. You would. I would. Oh, I would. 
wow, unabashedly. You're like, boom, eating them, of course, done. It wouldn't no be right question. away. It's not like, oh, I hope Rebecca dies now. <laughs> because if she dies, I'm fucking chowing down on that. You would need to process and think it through. and. Well, no, it's not that you process and think it through. What you do is you go. You get really hungry. You get right? fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah. You get hungry. And who knows what a hungry person, a hungry passenger because actually that the moment that you're playing the moment that you're playing like you are a survivor you're no longer a passenger correct so you are no longer so a passenger would eat airplane food a survivor would eat people in the airplane right but here's the thing I have been starving I've been starving before like I have felt like I'm, and I'm not, not not eating disorder starving, but like starving. I'm so hungry that I literally feel myself getting weak, headache, you know, just hungry. Like where I have to have food or I will maybe not only eat somebody, but murder somebody. Okay. But well, you how, have to murder him first and then you. I know. Well, maybe. 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 You know the guy in Florida who ate the homeless man's face. Remember that? Yeah. Amazing story. But my point is, how hungry or how how must that feel to be that hungry? Because there were some people who did not eat the bodies. Maybe they were vegans. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I think we should stop there. Okay. That was really good. Well, I'd go for the eyeballs. Now you know. Now you know. Um, Rebecca, I think we'd be going for the lifesavers in your pockets. Right? Little things that you learn from ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski. Thank you, Rebecca, and thank you, Angel, and ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski. Also, thanks, Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire, Al Rose, for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album, Sat Go Lucky. And we thank you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, your corporate event, uh, officiate your civil war please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com thank you and we'll hear you in our ears 